We are looking in volume 28. We are at letter Yud, Tav Tav Nun Dalid. That is from Menachem Av of Tav Shin Lam and Gimel. So we went a month ahead. But you'll forgive me. There's not a ton going on in Tammuz, so we might jump around a little bit until we get to Elul where things will be packed again. In any event, we are in the middle of the summer. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people in the room know Nachman Yosef Tversky. I don't know him personally. I only know of him. Some of you, he was probably your teacher, right? Do we have people here who were taught by him? Okay, Surly, we have, I'm sure, others too. I, I see, I see, sir. Surly was taught. I was his neighbor for a lot. Yeah, well, I understand he's a very special person. And if at the end of this year you have stories, I'd, I'd love to hear them. I don't know a lot about his background besides the things that everybody knows, which are below the line right here. Uh, Rachmas Strivka, he's the brother of the current Rebbe of Rachmas Strivka, I think is how you say it. I have no idea. Um, he comes from the Rebbe's family, Pelish Rebbe's. And uh, I don't know if he was directly in line to be the next Rebbe, because I don't know if he was the older, younger brother or what the story was there. But I do know that his parents were not happy when he came to Lubavitch. That is clear from several letters that he has between him and the Rebbe, that he came to learn in 770 and his parents were very displeased. Uh, in a letter that we have from this year, he writes to the Rebbe again, saying his parents are really unhappy. What is he supposed to do? And the Rebbe's answer to him is short, but also reveals the data that the Rebbe has in many letters, which we're going to look at today. So let's look at the letter. Again, this is Yud, Tav Tav Nun Dalet. The Rebbe writes... Question mark, exclamation point. Do they, are, are, are you not aware of, are you not ready to do according to the Psaktin Barur and Shulchan Aruch Yeradeya at the end of Simon 240? He says, We've already talked about the fact that this is specifically not a Psaktin that is in Hilchas Tamatera, Kiim Behilchas Kavod Kibud Aveim. It's a halacha in Hilchas Kibud Aveim. The Kalahavin, it should be simple and understand. Azkiralati, and the Rebbe seems frustrated by the question. My parents don't want me learning in a certain place. I want to keep on learning. What am I supposed to do? The Rebbe says it's a Psaktin Barun Shochanarach. Let's look and see what he's talking about. The Psaktin Barun Shochanarach is over here. Make it a little bit bigger on your screen. Yeah, they are 240. Sif is 25. Kafe. The Mechaber writes, Ima'av writes to the Shah says, Ben, to the Kavim Ben Eliyadim Kain, Ha'av Ben Terah. That's not the part I wanted to show you, but now you know. Talmud Shereitza, here we go. Talmud Shereitza, Lelechas Lemakamacher. If a student wants to go study in another place, Shubeteach, Shire Simen Bracha, Talmud Lifnei, Harav Shashaman, he's certain that he's going to see a Simen Bracha from learning from that rabbi over there. Vaviv Mechabayan, the father, he objects. He's worried that in that city, he's worried that in that city, there are goyim that might kill him or might cause trouble for him. Even though there's a sakana, and certainly in lesser cases, as the Rebbe will explain in a lot of his letters and sikhas, uh, the father has no right to, um, I don't know, that's not what it says in Shulchan Aruch, but the father has no right. The father has every right. The son does not have to listen to him. The son does not have to listen to the father in this regard. So this is in Hilchas Kibbut Avim. This is not Hilchas Tamatera. In Hilchas Kibbut Avim, already says that if a child wants to learn somewhere, their father doesn't get to override that. So Rabbi Tversky is writing to the Rebbe saying, my parents are opposed. And the Rebbe is saying back, who cares? It's a fair Shulchan Aruch. Uh, this is not a unique answer that Rabbi Tversky got. Several people got this answer. Um, we have over here a letter from, it's in volume 24. It's on your screen. The letter is Tess. I and hey, this is in Tav Shin Chop Vav. This is to Avrech David. This is David Techtel in Rene Brak. I don't know him. Does anybody here know him? I don't know him. Who asked the Techtels how he might be related? Shalom Brachi writes, You asked me on Erev Shabbos Kedesh about your studies. The Rebbe says, Once again, I'm surprised that you're even in doubt. Once again, very similar Lashon to what he wrote to Rabbi Tversky. It's a Psaktin Baruch. It's a very clear Allah. 
It's a person should always learn in a place where their heart wants to learn. And this hera is so significant. This is such a big hera that you don't need to presumably listen to your parents if they don't want you to. See, and he's metayin to the Simon and Shulchan Aruch where it says that you don't have to listen to your parents if they don't want you to do that. Then everything gives him a bracha that he'll continue with Shkeda and Hasmadan uh, is learning of Chassidus and Nigla and tells him he's certain that he's keeping Chitas. So what the Rebbe is basing a lot of this on, we have to go back a little bit. Um, when I said Makam Shli did anybody get triggered? I got triggered the first time I saw it, to use the parlance of the age. But Makam Shli usually means that you should learn the stuff you want to learn. Usually, Makam Shli means that if I feel like learning Chassidus instead of, I don't know, Tanakh, I should learn Chassidus instead of Tanakh. So there's a Gemara Masechas Vedizara, it's on Yud Tes Amid Aleph, I have it on your screen, let me make it a little bit bigger. The Rebbe is basing this on Amar Shah, as he says in a footnote in the Sikha, but let me take you back. So it is our Yud Aleph. This is a great story if you don't know it already. Levi and Rebbe Shimon Berebi, Yasek Rebbe. Once upon a time, Levi and Rebbe Shimon Berebi were sitting in front of Rebbe. The Kapasik Sidra, and they were trying to figure out what to learn. Kapasik Sidra, Salik Sifta. Okay, they were trying to figure out what book to learn. Levi Amar, lesson on Mishle. Levi said, I'd really like to learn Mishle. That's what I'm into. I'd like to learn Mishle today. He said, listen Lan Tilim. I'd rather learn Tilim. So they're, they're arguing over which drusha Rebbe is supposed to give. Kafra Levi, Asuk Tilim. Rebbe Shim, but Rebbe was able to prevail over Levi, and they ended up bringing Rebbe Tilim. So they brought Tilim to be taught. Kimato. Hacha, Kimiseras Hashem Chepzei. They got to the line in Tilim. Kimiseras Hashem, Kimiseras Hashem, Kim Beteras Hashem Chepzei. That they desire is the terror of Hashem. Parish Rebbe, Vamar Rebbe then explained and he said, A person shall learn Terah in an area which he wants, meaning that you should only be learning the books you're interested in. Amar Levi, and Levi said, Rebbe, in that case, Rebbe, you've given me permission to get out of here because I don't want to learn Tillam. So it sounds like Makam Shli Bechapitz means that you should learn the Sefer that you want. Later on, Rava says, And that is notice a little bit different from what Rebbe says up here, which is, I'm pointing that out to you because it's exactly the diak that the Marsha means. The Marsha says, In a Vedazari, you test him at Aleph. That has to do that a person should always learn from the place that his heart desires. Means he should learn the safer. That means in the location or by the certain Rav that Libay Chafetz. And that's why it's brought down that way in Shulchan Aruch. This is a footnote that the Rav put at the bottom of a letter where he is signed all the things I just showed you. He said, check out the Marsha there. In Masechus Vedazar and Shulchan Aruch. And the Rav says, Bidar Chavshir. Then when it says the word Reitze in Shulchan Aruch, it says in Shulchan Aruch that Talmud should Reitze l'lechas the that he wants to go somewhere. This is hinting to the fact that this is something that cannot be controlled by a parent because a parent can't really know what a child wants. Makam Shli B'chafetz is where a child desires to learn, and you can't enforce that. A parent can decide what might be best for their child in practice, but they can't decide what might be best for their child in desire, and the Torah is telling us that where the child wants to learn desire-wise should come first. There's a footnote here that I have on the page in front of you. It's at the bottom of Lekutei Sichas. I forget which Sicha because I didn't write it down. It's a footnote in Lekutei Sichas where the Rebbe gets into this issue and adds another point that we can add to our discussion. It says, uh, which is the Din Shulchan Aruch we just read, you don't have to listen to your father if he doesn't want you to learn in a certain place. 
He says that this is brought in Hilchus Kibbut Avim. You'll remember from the letter to Rabbi Tversky that he also stressed that for some reason. We're about to find out why. The Rebbe is very interested by the fact that it's in Hilchas Kibbut Avim, not in Hilchas Tamatera. After the Chayim Makem Hilchas Tamatera, she had The Rebbe says, why would the Shulchan Aruch have put it there? Because Simon Brachab Tamudai, they are Ben who Gam Kibbut Avim. That when it comes to success in Torah study, success in Torah study is one of the ways you show honor to your parents. So it's uh it's it belongs in Hilchas Kibbut Avim because on the list of ways to show honor to your parents is by succeeding in your Torah studies, and frequently that means defying your parents and going to learn where they don't want you to. So the Rebbe says the reason why it's there in the first place is because it's supposed to uh it's supposed to be a fulfillment of Kibbut Avim, not just an area where you don't have to. I think most people read that section in Shulchan Aruch. So here's the exceptions: you have to honor your parents, except when they tell you to go learn in another place. That's not how the Rebbe is understanding this. The Rebbe is understanding this as you need, to, you need to respect your parents, and one manifestation of that is learning wherever you want, even if they're not particularly interested in you learning them. With that background, I want to look at a couple other letters. This is a letter that is written to Yehudis Chaya Sternbuch. I don't know who she is. I wonder if maybe she's David Soloveitchik's wife, because David Soloveitchik married Yehudis Sternbuch, who was the sister of Mesha Sternbuch, but I don't know if the dates work, so I'm not sure who this is. Might just be someone with a similar name. In any case, the Rebbe writes, Baruch Shalom, and I'm responding to the letter that you wrote to me recently. The Rebbe says, when it comes to things that are tied to our thought and our feelings of the heart, when it comes to Yerushimayim, or learning terror, keeping mitzvahs, if a person wants to succeed in these areas, they need to follow the path of our that they do it in a way that their heart desires. And this is included in this is how the heart wants to do something. He says, you'll find this as a psak din in Shulchan Aruch, in Yeredea, once again, going back to our area of Shulchan Aruch. I've already explained once, and he's actually referring to a sikha, not the previous letter that we saw, but in any case, once again, I've explained a few times why this is not in Hilchas Tamatera, why this halacha, the you learn in Makam Shaliba Khafitz is not a learning halacha, but a honoring your parents halacha. Because the Seder in Terra is also Terra. It's just a fun expression. It means the order things appear is also Terra, so we can study the order of things. From here we specify, from here we see that it is it's emphasized that Kibbut Av has nothing to do with the question of where a child should learn. Certainly, this needs to be done in a way of dark uh, where there's not particular arguments. We don't want to we don't want to upset anybody. It certainly is best to not get involved in any debates. So uh, he's, the, the Rebbe is saying that just because the Shulchan Aruch allows a child to learn wherever they want to doesn't mean they have to throw it in their parents' face. It should be B'darkanem, B'darkashalem, and the child should be respectful about the fact that they're not going to budge on where they've decided they want to learn. The Rebbe says this to a lot of Balei Tshuva. That uh, when the when the parents see that you're more careful with mitzvahs because you're learning in a lavav wherever you want to learn, one of the ways that shuts down the arguments is when they see how respectful you are. So you're going to he's giving her the advice or whoever she's passing this along to the advice that they should respectfully refuse to learn where their parents want them to learn, and that the respect that they're showing will actually get rid of some of the arguments and the problems. It ends with a bracha down here, which we don't have to read right now. This letter. It's printed at least in part in Lukut Sichas. And uh, I think that abbreviation is Yetzeh I think they're just not saying exactly who the uh, progeny is, that Yud Vav Ches. But if I'm wrong, please correct me. 
Hemshech Lamashim Dibarna Be'esha Hosam Khan Benegel Lamakam Lamakam Limud of I think Yatechalatav Shiachiu of your children Shiachiu. This is a letter I didn't say where it was for the people listening they can't always see. It's in volume twenty four. The letter is Ches Tav Reish Nun Aleph. It's from Tavshin Chaf Gimel sixty years ago. Chaf Dalat Tamos almost exactly sixty years ago. How do you like that? Meaning the Emtes Shnasin Vodim Minati Atzim Lechtei Bazeh. Uh, the Rebbe says in the middle of the school year, I didn't want to write to you about this. And I had a couple of reasons why I didn't want to discuss this with you in the middle of the school year. The Rebbe says, first of all, I can't go against a Psak Din. Your son can learn wherever he wants. That's a Psak Din in Shulchan Aruch. So one reason I didn't want to bring this up is because I have nothing to add and I can't disagree with the Shulchan Aruch. And furthermore, the Rebbe loves stressing this. This is brought in Hilchus Tamatera, not in Hilchus Kibbut Avim. The Rebbe says on the other hand, I didn't want to cause problems in the house. I was hoping that the issue would resolve itself. That's why I felt justified in not having this discussion with you in the middle of the school year, because I can't say anything different than Shulchan Aruch anyway, and I didn't want to cause a fight where there didn't need to be one. But now it's time to sign up for school. It's enrollment period. So now that it's time for enrollment, that's supposed to be it's a typo. The Rebbe says, I'm therefore permitting myself to ask you or to tell you that it is my sincere hope, my strong hope, that you and your wife will both allow your son to learn in the place where his heart desires. Uh, and it would be best if that was with your askama. It doesn't have to be, right? Because Shulchan Aruch says they don't have to agree. But it would be best if you agreed as well. I also want to point out, the Rebbe is gunning for this child. I don't know who this kid is, but the Rebbe's got his back. It says, The desire of your child to learn in this particular place is very strong. It's not something that's going to pass. It's not a temporary uh, infatuation. As has become clear over the past several months. That means uh, this has to happen, and if it doesn't, there's going to be negative outcomes. He's going to be upset. It's going to damage his relationships. He's not going to do well in school. He's going to, he's going to end up hating the place where you do send him. He's going to have uh, feelings of resentment toward the place that he does go, and many other problems. I was listing the issues of, prevent, of preventing children from going where they want to go. <laughs> These are negative effects that any parent, and certainly parents who care about Torah and mitzvahs, so certain wouldn't want to happen. So certainly, then it's uh, you must do everything possible, and you have to do it in a way of simcha. It's basically, if you don't want these terrible things to happen, you're going to need to take action and let the child go where they want to go. This strikes a little bit to a discussion we've been having lately in our chat about uh, about making sure that uh, making sure that children find the right schools for them. The Rebbe here is actually saying something that you don't necessarily need to apply to our discussion, but can apply to any discussion, which is that when a child is placed in the wrong school, there's a whole bunch of negative things that happens to them. That there is such a thing as the wrong school. And he has here a list of all the negative outcomes of a child being in the wrong school. That is, uh, that is depression, negative relationships, uh, less hasmad in their limudim, resenting the institution that they are learning at because they wish they were somewhere else. So I'm just talking here about some of the downsides and not making sure your children are in the right school. Because this is a very urgent matter, I'm sending this by urgent mail. There must be some word for that in English, but I don't know how mail works anymore. Everything's an email now. But <laughs> there was a word back then, I guess express mail. 
And I'm, I'm thanking you in advance for listening. Let's look at one more letter and then we'll look at a sikha and then we'll talk. This letter is super long. I don't think we need to read the whole thing. Actually, I'm sure we don't need to read the whole thing. Um, <clears throat> in this letter, once again, the Rebbe is talking to parents who aren't thrilled with where their child wants to learn. Since there's a psaktin in our Torah about this, there's no room for doubt. We're very excited about this. It comes down to Lachalamaisa. It's not a Gemara, it's not a Nagadta. Even if the father is not happy, even if the father is worried about the child being in a sakana, that comes from. Do we have? Did I get rid of it? I think I might have gotten rid of it. I had Shulchan Aruch on the screen before. Here it is. That comes from over here, where it says, even if Goyim are going to, uh, even if the father is worried that the Goyim are going to attack his kid. So the Rebbe says he's bringing down the Allah, but it's brought in Shulchan Aruch. Even if the father is worried about a sakana, well, I had a lot of uh, when I was. Going to Eretz Yisrael to learn. A lot of my friends' parents were worried about them going to Eretz Yisrael at the time. There were uh, rockets falling. Said it's a sakana. Truth is, they didn't have to listen to their parents, even if it was a sakana. Because they yimbled dafkemakim Check it out there. I am sham. Then Rebbe says, "Pashit gan ken shkevin shazay hayra teres en teres chaim bevadish zel teva." Since this is a hayra on the teira, this is certainly a good thing. Lerakshal a talmud elagam alahurim shaloi. It's not just going to benefit the student; it's also going to benefit his parents who don't want him to go. And since we're speaking about something that is about the heart's desire, we see and we understand. We understand and we see clearly. You certainly can't decree a feeling that he should want to learn in another place. There's a very interesting point that I hinted at earlier, but this is the Rebbe saying in the Forish, is that one of the reasons why a parent can't control Makam Shaliba Chafetz is because a parent can decree what a person should do, what their child should do, but a parent can't decree, can't decree what their child should want. So it just doesn't work. One of the reasons why I say is because it's impossible. There aren't really any other options. Uh, the Rebbe goes on to say something really interesting here that I just don't think we have time for. You should look it up. Um, I'm going to post the link so you can read it yourself. He talks about how specifically when children are reaching the age of puberty and a little bit beyond puberty, that they develop and they have all sorts of uh, strong, they have all sorts of strong emotions and they can get very nervous and they can get more nervous if these needs are not met. And part of the uh, and part of the stress of having them in the home is the fact that they feel they need to leave the home. It's this beautiful coming of age letter that we might do as a separate letter because it's really the showing that I have his insight into how children of a certain age need to be out of the house, whether or not their parents are ready to let them go. But I don't think that's for us right now. The last thing I want to show you is the sicha. And one of the reasons I'm so excited about this sicha is because it is very much a Gimel Tamil's sort of sicha. It's the Rebbe talking in Tavshin Yud before he accepted the Sias about the Friedrich Rebbe and about his active role despite the fact that he's not in a Gulf Gashmi. And in that, the Rebbe also talks about our Indian. I just want to show you at the top of the sicha. This is not Shaykh to our Indian, but I love it. Look at this paragraph up here. The Rebbe says, Yeshnam, People are shocked by what I just said about the MSE, Shematzina, but Tanakh. It says in Tanakh, It says in Tanakh, that people received a letter from Eliyahu Navi several years after he had already gone up to the heavens. And came out. So why are people so surprised that the Rebbe is still sending letters? Obviously, the Rebbe can still communicate with you. Eliyahu Navi still could communicate with people. And as the Rebbe says in that sicha and the part before it, he's still sending shluchim. He's still actively involved in the lives of his shluchim. And the shlichas didn't end. Okay, that's not about what we're talking about. We're talking about his involvement. I don't know, but I guess from the Sicha that uh, after the Friedrich Rebbe was nostalgic, there was a bit of an exodus from Chabad Yeshivas. The Rebbe says there are certain people used to learn in the Friedrich Rebbe's Yeshiva. Now they've done something really stupid and they've left because of the Istalkos. 
There's some people who are who are clothing who are cloaking themselves in the midst of Kibbutz saying that they're listening to their parents. My parents said it's time to go. I'm honoring my parents. How is this He goes, that's that's a shtus all by itself. The same shulchan aruch that told you to honor your parents. The same shulchan aruch that says to honor your parents tells you not to honor them when it comes not to pay attention to them when it comes to where you want to learn Torah. The gives a second reason here and says there's a halacha that if I lose an object and my father loses an object, finding my object first is a is the priority. Certainly when it comes to a lost object that is in the spiritual sense. The Gulf and Evisha Hamas, the Nevisha the kids can sometimes get lost in the body and in the animal soul. When it comes to that, the Allah is we don't pay attention to Kibrahim. So when it comes to where somebody learns, which is an Aveda Ruchnis, where they could potentially lose their Nevisha the kids in their Nevisha Bahamas or in their Gulf, then their Aveda comes first. Uh, the Rebbe then says here, not really Shaykh to our Indian, but nice to hear. People need to know the incredible merit that they had by learning in the yeshiva of the Rebbe. Every single one of us who had the great schos of learning in the Rebbe's yeshivas need to thank God constantly for the great kindness he did for us in letting this be our portion that we got to learn in the Rebbe's yeshivas. We need to hold on to this with all strength. The Atomisham and those who did the great shtus of leaving, they should go back and ask by the Anhala, and maybe just maybe you can't say, maybe but just maybe they'll be allowed back in. Anyway, what we have here is a whole bunch of letters from the Rebbe on the issue of Makam Shaliba Kofits, all centered around a frequent question people would send to the Rebbe, whether it was the parent asking the question of the child saying that they oppose where their child is choosing to learn, and the Rebbe really uh, defending the idea in Shulchan Aruch, calling it a psaktin border and saying there's really no room for discussion, that when a child decides that they want to learn Torah in a certain place, the parent's input really stops mattering. And although the Rebbe in these letters is very frequently, maybe even always, defending them going to 770, this simply applies across the board. You can't say Shulchan Aruch only applies to, a, only applies to 770 or Labach Shiva. This, uh, this is a psaktin in Shulchan Aruch. If a child wants to learn in an appropriate place for them, it can't be inappropriate. It can't be a place that uh, that does inappropriate things or doesn't teach well. But if they want to learn in a place that is a place of Torah, Makam Torah, then it's Makam Shaliba Chafetz. And uh, we have limited ability to control that, close to none, because we don't know how Chafetz works for our kids. And uh, and it, it benefits us and them, as the Rebbe says in several of these letters, us and them, to find the places that suit our children best and make sure that they go there, especially if that's a place where they want to be. Because one of the things that makes it suit them best is that it's makim shaliba chafetz. Okay? As always, I have a comment, but I have questions. (laughs) A few things, uh, three things that that came to mind. First of all, in the original, it brings that even if a parent is, is concerned about uh, that there's a yes. physical danger. What about when parents feel there's a spiritual danger? So, for example, taking the Tursky situation, where he comes from a certain line of Chassidah and uh, his 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 parents are concerned about a spiritual uh, danger, not necessarily a physical danger. Would we say that it's equal? I mean, I know that the Rebbe in his letter seems to say that it is, but from Shulchan Aruch, it's not mash. No, but he calls, he thinks it is, right? And he's to that, to that simon and sif. So the Rebbe feels that simon right. and sif is shy to that question. Okay, that's number one. Number two is staying on this letter. His parents are not the ones that don't want him to go stay in Lubavitch. It's his grandparents. 
If you look at it, it says over there, Hagmas Nefesh Yesh Leziknoi Ha'admur, that his grandfather is a Rebbe, the Rachmas Trifke Rebbe, and his grandfather is having Agmas Nefesh from the fact that his grandson, who is or, or is not maybe perhaps the next in line to become the Rachmas Trifke Rebbe at some point, um, is not going to Yeshiva. So it's interesting that still that's related to Kibbut Ava'im, maybe because according to the Psaq of the Rambam, that a person's chayev l'chabidziknoi, which is an interesting uh, thing to point out, that it relates to a grandparent over here, not even a parent, and yet the Rebbe is being mitzayin that it's kibbutz avayim. Godara, godara. Now the third thing I wanted to be here is that Rabbi Greenglass once uh, once told me because we spoke about the concept of uh, and Rabbi Greenglass's answer was You have to know where to want. Yeah, you want, but who says what you want is the right things? He used to say of the line that he used to say. That That's what the Rebbe is saying at the last Right, right, right. Correct. 